Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And this is our headline news edition for January 31st, 2021. So for our first story, we are moving all the way to France. Le Pen, the head of the far-right movement in France, is calling for a hijab ban. She is currently the head of the National Rally Party in France and was President Macron's presidential opponent opponent the past election. Although she lost by a landslide at that time, her poll numbers are currently growing. Her party platform firmly backs anti-Islamic sentiment along with anti-EU and anti-immigration beliefs. She recently called Islamic ideologies as, and I quote, totalitarian and murderous at the same press conference where she suggested this law that would ban Muslim headscarves from all public places in France. Even though the court has repeatedly ruled against bans such as Le Pen's, this new bill has the backing of some centrist and even one member of Macron's party. Her rising popularity is currently attributed to frustrations of the pandemic and is pushed by the beheading of a French teacher last October by Islamic student. So that incident happened after the student confronted the teacher for showing a satirical cartoon of Prophet Muhammad uh, for a free speech unit class. Macron responded to this incident by shutting down Islamist organization and called for defunding foreign funding for Islamic organizations. The, um, these, stories are, these stories are indicating a shift towards right-leaning politics as Le Pen is closing in on Macron in the poll numbers for a possible 2022 election run. That was a roller coaster and a half. Okay. Um, this is kind of, I guess, repetitive of history. I feel like every time some, uh, like, Things like things like the pandemic, right? Where there's lots of frustration, people there's always a push towards these right leaning politics. Mm-hmm. Like you could say, like the you know America, or like it's always push against the current ruling yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. I would say, Cause... like the pandemic, you could say push many people to Biden. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, same with like a lot of other things like even like um britain and like past history like china even mm-hmm. nazi germany mm, fascist yeah. italy fascist spain <laughs> apparently seem to lead to yeah right-leaning politics yeah and especially with Ever since, like, the Syrian war and all that, there's been a rise in the anti-immigration beliefs and and very anti-Muslim, anti-Islam yeah, sentiment. Yeah, we've seen that quite often recently, I feel like. But I feel like the way they dealt with that um, beheading was not okay. Just because one person was being, what, totalitarian and murderous doesn't mean the entire community is. Yes, that too. And it wasn't like they were even pinpointing like extremist beliefs. It was just like Islamic organizations in general. Mm-hmm. Which is... Which doesn't really make any sense. 
Yes. To be I mean, for them, I guess it makes sense, right? You see Macron, who's like, you could say on the more liberal side of French politics, doing this that like is so clear of um, what ordinary citizens think, right? Right. And so, uh, I mean, who knows where this will go, right? Which is funny because France, you could say like recently. Trump lost, right? And for many people, I think in Europe, like Trump winning what seemed to be like, do you remember after Trump won, there was also lots of other more far right politicians winning in Europe? I don't yeah, know if you remember. yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. with like Boris Johnson and like French politicians, German politicians, and people in general. Mm-hmm. Because he, uh, Trump often espoused the same, like, sentiment, right? Anti-immigration, racist ideology. Same ideology is pretty yeah. much very But similar. here, like, Trump recently has been knocked off the pedestal, right? Mm-hmm. And yet in France, it's nodding the other way, right? Even it's though... It's still going the other way, yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure... I remember this from, like, French. Le Pen is a supporter of Trump. So, it's not like... Oh, fun. Yeah, it's not like... I remember, like, Boris Johnson, he's like, oh, I don't really like Trump, even though he's considered on the um, conservative side of British politics. But Le Pen does support Trump. An interesting gal. Yeah. Yeah, and her family... Like, the history of... Her party as well was founded by her father. He's a Nazi sympathizer, and what? many of her many of her family are associated with Nazis, which kind of like I don't know, very clear to people where this is going, y'all. This is kind of that's concerning as hell. Yeah, and I mean, this is what people like the people of France believe, right? Or at least a good amount to see these poll numbers and see these responses by even Macron himself. Yeah, it's a good insight as to what people actually think. Which is honestly quite disappointing. Where this will go in the future, like, I don't know. I think many people thought that, like, well, like, will this rise in right-leaning politics continue or will it eventually, like, cut off and, like, go back? Because right now, I feel like... I mean, that's, like, politics and history, right? Things swing in, like, a pendulum. Yeah. Once you hit one side, you go right to the other. Mm-hmm. But you could say, overall, in history, at least in Western politics, there is a trend of more progressive values, right? Like, yeah, vote, like... Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, at least socially progressive. Mm-hmm. So... It's concerning and a bit tense to see where this will go. Yeah, I honestly can't think of what would happen if the pun actually won. That, that'd be a yes. sight to see. Anyways, our second story of the day is that activists in Arizona are suing to keep the U.S. from giving land away for mining. So many indigenous and environmental activists are suing the U.S. Forest Service for allocating some 2,400 acres of Arizona land to a mining company 
The Intertribal Association and the Grand Canyon chapter of the Sierra Club filed a lawsuit claiming that this project would harm the local environment. Specifically, it will be a threat to the water, quote, quality and water supplies, end quote, for the region, according to Shan Lewis, the vice chairman for the Fort Mojave Indian tribe. COVID-19 has already exposed the fragility of healthy water supplies, so basically this would pretty much make it worse. The mining company Resolution Copper wants to build a mine to get to the copper deposit around 2 kilometers underground, which will generate around 120,000 tons of ore every day. The U.S. Department of Agriculture claims that this copper deposit is actually the largest in the world, with possibly 1.7 billion tons of core. Rio Tinto, the corporate giant behind Resolution Copper, states that nothing is determined yet and that they plan to work things out with the Native American tribes before going forward. But another balance between profit and environmental safety. Yes. Somebody said the other day, like, I, I don't remember who it was. It was, like, even the UN or, like, some sort of national organization. They're, like, they put a picture of a forest and there was, like, oh, like, this forest is sitting there. What will it bring? Like, how can we use this profitably? And somebody exactly. commented, like, exactly. why is the earth, like, only matters when it's profitable, right? Like, why can't the earth just be it's there? Like, why can't the trees just be there That's and help the environment? About like, you money. don't have to make it profitable. Yeah. To, like, consider it, like, protect it, right? Like, mm-hmm. girl, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, that's coexisting, right? We, our, our desire, our wants right. have to coexist with our, where we live, right? But at the same time, it's like, this mentality that which is, only if it's used, mm-hmm. then it only matters. <laughs> Questionable. Which is not... I mean, especially if it doesn't make sense in this world anymore as our consumption, like how we use it, is hurting the earth, right? We mm-hmm. consume a lot of ore. I mean, hopefully this um, current administration will be more firm with ha- uh, the ec- environmental effects of mining especially in projects like this because i know biden has already right, canceled right, right. like the keystone oh, right, yeah, pipeline yeah. project the one that was like um there's a lot of controversy around because it was like going back and forth with um the courts mm-hmm. under trump's administration so hopefully i mean if it this is the i honestly like from my point of view like i don't know which one's the best choice as long as they can use it in a way that helps the Or at least doesn't damage it completely, uh, like they're concerned about, you know? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to damage it, like, at all, right? Because even if you damage it, like, a little, it can have drastic effects. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, the mining, like, the stuff used for mining will eventually go into the water, right? At least groundwater and that could contaminate contaminate the water around it from what i can learn i learned from apes <laughs> especially like how they mine as well right this will again be an interesting story like i feel like there are already a lot of um stories like this similar so at least many. but it's just not talked about like because there's a lot of grassroots fights happening especially in the indigenous and environmental like circle 
mm-hmm. but there's just so many that you don't hear. And also, they're not, like, they're in places like Arizona, right? Who lives uh-huh. in Arizona? Not many people. I like, don't, I don't not think many, many people, people think right? that it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes an issue, because, I mean, big stuff needs to be covered still, like this. Yes. Moving on to our last story, this will be very, very similar to what happened to the U.S. a few weeks ago. Oh boy. So there are coup fears amid election fraud claims from the military in Myanmar. In last November, the election results came out that heavily favored Aung San Suu Kyi's party, which is the National League for Democracy. They won 396 out of 476 seats in the government, confirming their power for the next five years, because that's how their election cycle is five years. On the other hand, the Union Solidarity and Development Party, the one backed by the military, won a mere 33 seats. Ouch. Yes. And because of this, the military began filing complaints of voter irregularities. The military began filing complaints of voter irregularities. They claimed that they found like 86 mistakes in 314 towns that could let voters vote multiple times, which is election fraud. The election commission ruled in rejection of these fraud claims. Um, Because the military ruled Myanmar for around 50 years before 2015, many people were very concerned that they would commit a coup in response to this election. But a military spokesperson recently ruled that option out, noting that they would just continue filing complaints. But the military chief gave a speech to some of his officers threatening that the con- they would take back the constitution if laws were not enforced, which means if the elections were fraudulent, right? Mm-hmm. So even though the CQs, which is the uh, National League for Democracy, the one that won, even though their party has been the ruling party for the past six years, since 2015, the term has been filled with tension. It was very hard to get anywhere because of a previous clause passed before 2015 that automatically gives the military 25% of all seats, which means they have the power to um, sway certain rulings, right? Mm-hmm. The UN yeah. have recently voiced their concerns over the current developments denouncing a possible coup and the revocation of the constitution. Doesn't this sound very... Okay, it sounds a little similar to something else, but I feel like maybe on a slightly bigger scale? Yes. So you guys have probably all heard of the Capitol riots where people and many politicians as well, right, were very mad at the election results, claiming the same, um, same ordeal. Yes, same oh, ordeal. Oh wow, election fraud! Although the Democrats mm-hmm. stole the election from yes. us. Although in this case they haven't committed any violence nor overrun a government building. Uh huh. Right. It's a bit scary because it's not like. In our capital coups, it's like coups. Well, it's not a capital. It's a capital riot. <laughs> um, it wasn't. Yeah. Like it was just ordinary people, right? Yes, they had some 
you, if you watch the videos, there were some veterans there, and obviously the police somehow easily like did not do enough, and they let them in at almost all. at all. And somehow, yeah, they somehow they yeah. Got... But in this case, it's the freaking military. Like, imagine if the Pentagon, the Navy, the like SEAL, and the whole like military was like the military hello we do not like what how are we gonna fight against them right that's literally they are supposed to protect us yeah it's kind of scary i think they literally have all the technology for it's not even just police it's the freaking military military with like the tanks and the machine guns and the grenades all the all the weapons all the weapons that can be used to hurt everybody and scare into submission Mm -hmm. which is quite scary yeah which is like at this like reading this like although there are many 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 things wrong in america and that need to be fixed we are actually pretty privileged to live here instead of Near Especially one, in a place where the military ruled for 2015. Uh, it's until ruling 50 for like years. 50 like years. Five decades. That's scary. Yeah. And I also found it kind of not funny, but I guess ironic that um, a military spokesperson was like, huh, we're not going to do anything. There's no rioting or anything. We're just going to file complaints. And the chief is like, I'll so take back the Constitution speech. if necessary. Yeah. I'm taking back the Constitution if laws are not enforced. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, I mean, this is going to lie. Mm-hmm. At least do it well. Yeah. This is only another indication. You know, have you seen the um like recent news where this is twenty twenty has not been a good year for democracy. Uh ha ha Yeah. Is twenty twenty one going to be any better? We don't know. We don't know, but this is also another example. Like it seems like two thousand. Obviously, two thousand fifteen was like a benchmark towards democracy, right? It was their first. Yeah. Time where the military did rule, but now you have the military contesting the results. And trying to threaten to take everything back. Yeah. <sighs> Which is making like me even more scared. It's like, oh, uh, can the pandemic be over? Because a lot of this is all exasp ex- oh my gosh, I can never say this word, Claire. Can you <laughs> exasperated exact no exact uh-huh. exasperated? Yeah. No, not ex- exacerbated. Exacerbated? Yeah, exacerbated by <laughs> the <laughs> pandemic and COVID-19 and all the troubles that go along with it. Mm-hmm. Now, people are frustrated. Same thing with, like, well, the, um, the France thing, right? People are just so freaking frustrated with the pandemic. And it's hard not to be, right? Because you're stuck in all day. You can't go back. And See. nobody's doing much of anything about it either. Yeah. And also, like, I mean... Of course. For many people, at least millions, like, they're out of work. They're actually, like, helpless. And if you take away the hope... Borderline desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, rightfully, though. Yeah. Yeah. There are many things wrong in the time we live with right now. Yeah. We're, like, living in a DBQ. (laughs) Imagine them writing a... Base question. Have you seen the TikToks where they're, like, writing about it? Like, oh, I oh write a DBQ on it. what happened in 2020. Or, like... Oh, bro, there are too many things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? One, one DBQ about the entire 
city of 2020. Yeah. It must be crazy. Well, that's all we have today for our headline news. But before we leave you, we still have our Sunday snippet into the past. So in 1950, on January 31st, was the development of the H-bomb, which is the hydrogen bomb, a weapon that was supposedly 100 times more powerful than the atomic bombs dropped in Japan during World War II. Oh. Oh, man, okay. Death and destruction, you guys. Yes. Well, that's all that we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. And have a good Sunday.